FIG Ministry presents the Catholic Influencers Podcast. Join me, Alyssa Aegis, and my co-hosts, Father Rob Gallia and Justine Cumbo, as we break open the upcoming Sunday Mass readings and discuss relevant topics and life issues from a Catholic perspective. For a shorter, more reflective explanation of the Gospels, be sure to check out our sister podcast, Catholic Influencers, Father Rob Gallia Homilies. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. How are you? <laughs> good. Well, for us, it's we're recording here in the morning, early in the morning. Yeah. We love it. It's good. It's good for to be in the same room. Yes, I feel fresh. Yes, me too. I always prefer recording in the morning because my my brains, brains, my brain cells. <laughs> are they really? <laughs> my brains. At your best. My brain cells. What secret brains are you having? <laughs> I only got one. Well, I have one, but it functions better in the morning. You should have. He- you should hear it in the afternoon. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> no, it is good. It's good to do it in the morning because I'd like you just get it over and done with and you feel like you've achieved something. Yes. Do you get nervous before a podcast at all? Not anymore because I have you two to like pick <laughs> up the pieces if something goes wrong. It always feels like a foster in the car. I'm like, what am I worrying about? Like, yeah, we've got Holy Spirit on our side, but it's great to sit and to hit the record button and yeah. jump in. I don't, I, I don't get nervous on a podcast, but if like uh, we have to do it live. Next next season, <laughs> I think we'll go. We're gonna wow. take a more of a live aspect. Wow. So we'll see. To, to <laughs> both Alyssa and, and Justine are looking at me like, "What are you talking right about?" Now. That's cool. Need well, to I find have my ideas. Brain, okay. <laughs> I have ideas. Cool. <laughs> but we'll we'll worry about it later. So okay, I didn't prepare you for this question, but if mm. you were to sit down and have a coffee with Mary, our mother, okay, what would you talk about? What would you discuss? Would there be something that you'd like to? To tell her? Hmm. Um, you know, actually, no, I'm going to steal this from my friend. I heard my friend say this the other day and I thought it was very quite insightful, so I'm going to steal this. At the visitation, what mm. did you talk about with Elizabeth? Like, How I'd cute. love to hear the conversation. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's a... I kind of want to know what Jesus was like as a kid. Yeah. Like, I just want to know all the stories or the cute things or the funny things that he did as a kid. I don't know. I, I think that would be mine as well. Like, just tell me, tell me, like, the first time, like, just small things, you know? Did Jesus cry a lot? <laughs> did Jesus, uh, did he ever throw a tantrum? Did he ever not want to eat? I just want to know about it. Like, St. Thomas, there's a book, um, a gospel by St. Thomas, which is not part of the canon. It's called a deuterocanonical book. But it talks about stories of Jesus as a child, which I imagine, if they were true, we don't guarantee that there's truth. But if it was true, there's a story of him playing and creating a clay pigeon. And all of a sudden, this clay pigeon comes to life. Yeah, that's cool. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, but I don't know if it matches our theology. Is it a magical Jesus? Or is he learning to use his powers? I don't know. Yeah, anyway. I've watched too many like superhero movies for that to not be like, whoa, what else <laughs> can you do? Like, yeah. <clears throat> well, there was a time as well when someone was being bullied and then it ended up in death of some. Anyway, just read it. Yeah, it's the sure. book of Thomas, the uh, gospel according to Thomas. Anyway. Maybe we can do a season on that. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Okay, so thank you so, so much for joining us for this wonderful season. Again, a shout out to OSV. Uh, we are now working with them on their amazing platform. We're blessed to partner with them but um, just a little word as well from our sponsors thank you for seeking the lord with us today if you long for more content and resources 
check out our church online. FRG Ministries Church Online is where you will find ongoing spiritual nourishment and inspiration. Online Mass, Prayer, Rosary, the Divine Mercy Chaplet, Worship Music, Eucharistic Adoration, and so much more. You can even submit your prayer requests and commit to pray for others. FRG Ministry Church Online will inspire and deepen your love and understanding of Christ and His Church. Be blessed by FRG Ministries Church Online at frgministry.com slash churchonline. So as you know, this season, we are breaking open the second reading as we prepare you for the upcoming Sunday Mass. So this week, we are getting ready for the 27th Sunday in Ordinary Time. And the second reading is from 2 Timothy, chapter 1, verses 6 to 8, and then verses 13 to 14. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. So do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord or of me, his prisoner. Rather, join with me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. What you heard from me, keep as the pattern of sound teaching with faith and love in Christ Jesus. Guard the good deposit that was entrusted to you Guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in us. A lot to reflect on. And uh, today we're doing again the second reading. And uh, over the next few weeks, you'll notice there's a, there's a similar theme. It's about being bold and not denying Christ and about being strong in Christ. And it certainly is not easy. And we'll talk about this in great depth o- over the la- next few weeks. But um, there's a, a lot of things that stood out for me as well to um, and it talks about receiving the spirit so it's a boldness it's all about boldness it's all about courage it's all about standing up for the lord he was a prisoner saint paul was a prisoner he's in prison he's there and he's in sort of low security prison in rome um, but he knows that his death is imminent and he's there, he's waiting, you know, like you know, always uh, somehow for some, for some reason, Julian Assange. Um, it reminded me of St. Paul that he was <laughs> hidden in an embassy, but his, he knew that his, his arrest was imminent. And so this is how this, uh, it was with St. Paul. He's sitting there, he's afraid, he's scared, and um, maybe not afraid, but he's talking about, hey, I need to keep strong. And I- if I can keep strong, then you can keep strong. Mm-hmm. If I, in spite of all the difficulties, and there was a lot happening, Christianity, it wasn't about, Paul wasn't arrested because he did anything wrong in himself. It's that the church was getting a terrible reputation and being blamed for and persecuted for so many things. And so he comes into this place and he says, hey, receive this, the empowering of the Holy Spirit, receive the powering through the laying on of hands. And I find this so interesting. I don't know if anyone has prayed over you. Have you ever experienced it, that someone has laid their hands on your head and prayed for you, like Leah, or on, yeah. on your shoulders? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's just something so powerful, something so bi- s- symbolic as well, which St. Paul uh, tells us over and over to lay hands on one another. And today it's, it's become very difficult. For example, we work in youth ministry, and um, very often we pray with our young people. I pray. Uh, but... Before, you know, when I was young, people would just come and they'd lay their mm. hand and they now you have to ask permission. <laughs> and like, uh, hey, is it okay if I put my hand on your shoulder? 
and make sure that there are three or four people around to make sure. Mm. So, which is good, which is a good thing, but at the same time, it loses um, a, a lot of the, the, the uh, at least from my experience as a teen, the experience of, of the laying on of hands, the empowering of the Holy Spirit. And I have, I have two stories, but I don't know if you have any thoughts on the laying of, hand, of hands as well. Uh, well, that's how I came, like, I came to faith, really. I had my reconversion when this beautiful old Hispanic lady, um, though I, w- I was freaking out, it was a prayer night, but I was kind of open and available and she laid her hands on me and and prayed I don't even remember what she prayed but that night I experienced the power of the Holy Spirit for the first time so for me that's very much a part of my story and could God have done it without that possibly but that was very much a defining moment for me and the power of the Holy Spirit well how how did that manifest like how did you experience that because maybe there's some listeners who actually never experienced that yeah and I had never like in terms of like a physical experience of God never ever and I probably didn't even consider that that was a possible thing to know that he loves me yeah but to feel that he loved me no idea and that physical but in that moment I like I was not a crier, but I just started crying yeah. and crying and crying. And my whole body became overwhelmed by this, um, like, pins and needles to the point where I think I fell to my knees. Oh my gosh. And it was not ter- It was not scary. It was not terrifying. It was overwhelmingly beautiful. And this, you know, little insecure Justine, for the first time in her life, had this rush of feeling seen and known and loved. Not like I had by a person, but that only that way that God can love you and see you and point you out on the face of the planet. I felt like he was there with me. He found me and I found him there. So How incredible. Yeah, and then amazing. from there you had to fan into flame this. this it sort of wasn't just this experience, but uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, I was going to say in this letter, we've kind of, through this laying on of hands, what Paul is kind of saying to Timothy, he's saying, hey, you need to activate your faith. It's like, wasn't a matter of Timothy finding faith because he already had faith. Mm-hmm. Paul is saying to him in this letter, hey, you need to activate this. Um, yes. A great way we can think about this is sometimes when we get a new credit card, mm-hmm. um, before the credit card actually works, you have to go home and you have to activate it. You have to put your PIN number in and you have yeah. to, and then it, it works, right? And mm-hmm. it's kind of similar. But then you have to use it. You have to use it. Yeah. yeah. And it's kind of similar with our faith. We have faith, but we need to activate it. Um, and I think Paul is trying to kind of... Um, warn Timothy just you know we can fail to act because we don't realize the power that is yeah. available to us yeah um so Paul is making sure that Timothy's not going to get I think Paul's getting a little bit worried that Timothy's going to get overwhelmed and worried by all the discouragements and all the challenges that are coming and he's mm-hmm. saying no you have this power and you need to activate it and you need to use it and you're going to be able to do great things mm-hmm. with this mm-hmm. yeah. and activate doesn't mean just clicking a button though like if we're sitting around going all right God activate me like it doesn't work like that and I always come back to grace builds upon nature like God needs something to work with the power that is available to us it does not come from me I can't conjure it up in me and be like mm, now like mm. it's not going to come from me it comes from a cooperation with Jesus which takes like um like a leaning in like I don't know if you've ever I've never but I imagine like if I've ever jumped off a plane or bungee jumped it's that moment of activation taking action is jumping out of the plane not knowing the conclusion but saying God I'm ready to jump so go you know and you have to move you can't sit still and say happen to me now kindly you know yeah but you have to jump you have to move and that's how we actually take action on activating what what god wants to do in us he's just waiting for that 
And it's a, sort of, a, if you can use again the analogy of the plane, it's sort of getting to your, yourself to that height. That's the activation. But mm -hmm. and then you have to sort of to take that leap. You have to jump. I had a, a, an incredible experience this week as well with the laying on of hands. And for, for me, like when I'm on a plane or when I'm in an Uber, I just like to be alone. That's my alone time between sessions, you know. Mm -hmm. But uh, I was in an Uber and driving um, from my house um, uh, heading to the airport, which is what, a 15-minute drive. Um, and I had this conversation with this guy and he, he just was talking to me. Hey, what are you doing? He saw my guitar, he saw me dressed uh, like, and he's saying, what are you doing? What, um, and I said, I'm a Catholic priest and I'm, I, I travel a lot and I'm going to, to preach um, to, to some young people. Actually, I was going to record some uh, things for Mass for you at home. But I and, uh, and he told me, okay, when you go, what, what do you talk about? And mm. he said, because I'm going through a lot of difficulty in my life and I really want to ha have hope, I want hope. And I said, uh, I said, and I just basically preached at him. I didn't want to, I didn't feel like, you know. <laughs> and I just said, look, I tell young people this. This is what I talk about. And then I see him just so moved. He said, I want this, I want this. This was all in 15 minutes. And, mm -hmm. and, and I just saw him, he said, how do I get this? How do, how do I get this hope? How do I get what you're talking about? And I said, look, do you mind if I, I pray for you? I said, this is, might be strange for you, but I just, want, I just want to say a prayer for you. I said, I thought I had 15 minutes. <laughs> I couldn't give him the RCIA. I couldn't give him a whole program. All I had was this 15 minutes, and I could just trust that God will work and sow the seed. And so he, uh, he, sa he, said, he said, do you mind if I just park my car and park the car? And remember, I'm paying for the parking <laughs> time. <laughs> okay, so salvation is priceless, <laughs> okay? <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. so, he, <laughs> so he asked, he said, can I just park the car? And I said, yes, of course. And so I just, I said, do you mind again if I put my arm in your shoulder? And he said, yes, of course, of course. And, uh, and so I prayed with him and he started crying and crying and crying. And just, and I, I, I told him, I asked him, like, what are you feeling? And he said, just, I just feel this incredible peace. I want this mm. peace. I want this peace. And I said, look, I'm leaving now. I said, um, sort of, this is the activation. I'm, I'm leaving. And we might never talk again. I said, but I know someone who can guide you. And uh, his name is Jesus. And mm -hmm. this guy's Hindu, okay? And I wasn't trying to convert him. I wasn't trying to do anything. I'm just telling him the hope that I have, the reason for the faith that mm -hmm. I have. And he said, yes, tell me, tell me about this. And he said, I walked into a church once and I, and I, I sort of spoke to a priest there. And, and I said, yes, do that again. Go and find this church that you walked into and go and speak to this, this priest again. And I, I talked to him and I said, look, but you can just speak to Jesus as you speak to a friend. And then he dropped me off and then just I gave him a hug as well before we left. And, and this was just in 15 minutes, you know. Wow. And just, again, this is an activation. Now, this is not to say that this guy, all right, now he's going to heaven, he's saved or whatever. No, it's activated. Now we have to fan into flame what God has mm -hmm. activated. That's the seed sown. Now we have to nurture the seed. We have to grow yeah. the seed. And I wish I could do that. I wish um, I, I, I could stay in touch with him. I wish, and I checked if I could have his number. I didn't think of taking his number or anything like that at the mm -hmm. time. But I, I did check on Uber if you could contact the driver, which I couldn't. Oh, but anyway, at the end of the day, I've s we, we've sown the seed. And then we have to leave the rest of the, to the Lord. Praise the Lord. That's amazing. That is the coolest. Praise Such a God. great story. And the fact, like, 
we're going to talk a little bit about this in um, later in the episode that we shouldn't be embarrassed to share our mm. faith and the fact mm-hmm. that you just did that without fear like yeah that turned out to be so amazing for that guy and this is kind of what Paul is saying to Timothy as well when you've received the Holy Spirit it enables you not to be ashamed of the gospel or being faithful to your mission no matter the consequence mm-hmm. so that was a great um, consequence for, for you sharing your faith but sometimes it's not always like that and mm-hmm. so um, basically in well I'm going to bring it back to the time of Paul um, honour was a really important value in, in their world at that time in the Gentile and Jewish world and so Paul wasn't ashamed of the gospel he knows he's not going to be put to shame by being faithful to his mission even though he's in prison so basically Paul's saying here Timothy when you activate this this grace of your leadership you shouldn't be ashamed of the gospel either or of the fact that I'm in prison. So I think something to um, remember here is just that Paul's imprisonment wasn't just something for like the small members of that community. At that time, it was something that everyone knew about. Like, mm-hmm. And even the fact that anyone, anyone who was associated with Paul was kind of like not in the greatest position either. So mm-hmm. Paul, um, But Paul's saying because you have this spirit, you don't need to be ashamed of that. You don't need to be ashamed of me being in prison and being associated with me. And in the long term... After I'm gone, you shouldn't be ashamed of, of sharing the gospel. Mm. Yeah, and again, it's th- why sometimes are we ashamed of sharing the gospel? And sometimes we have a right reason for sharing, especially like um, sharing our faith. But uh, it's impossible to to be able to share this faith without knowing who we are, knowing yeah. like the bride, the bride of Christ. But um, I just let's talk about fanning into flame. Okay, we've received the power. We're He's saying not to be ashamed, but I think the the fact, the the lack of shame comes from us knowing who we are. And I think as in any relationship, you know, you can start a relationship, you can start dating, you can start a, like love at first sight. I don't know if you've ever fallen in love at first sight. I haven't. No. But <laughs> <laughs> not me. No. But <laughs> let's say you start, you activate, you, you're on whatever, Bumble, <laughs> Tinder, whatever, you go for this date and then you, um, a- and you meet up with this person. So that's like you're activating. But then if you want to build a relationship, you trust this person. There are um, certain things that need to be done. One, the first of all, is is uh, self-discipline. Like you need to continue dating, you need to continue meeting, you can need to continue listening to each other. Even in a marriage, you know, just because you're married doesn't mean you've made it. Doesn't mean it's it's you're, you're still activating. You're still you're still fanning into flame to keep the the relationship alive. And that's what they say about marriage and priesthood. The vocation is not in getting married. The vocation is not in becoming a priest, but in a sense, it's in staying a priest. In in staying married, Whoa. so this is this yeah. is and uh, yeah, getting married is the easiest thing, but staying married is the hardest thing ever. It's and how do we fan that into flame? Yeah. Yeah, keep it alive. I don't know. Simply, I think that's just like the best articulation of living your vocation. Because often we talk a lot about how do I know my vocation? How do I know? Or maybe that's just because that's my life stage. But then living your vocation, it's not just about getting married it's about staying married and to stay married and have a healthy full marriage you got to move yeah like you got to do you got to love and love is action yes yeah. and love love is a service of, of the other mm. person it's, it's like you have an argument with your husband your wife your boyfriend your girlfriend your brother your sister your parents and then the next day you wake up and um, first of all Pope Francis says never go to sleep with an argument on your heart yeah. but the next day is like when you're making a cup of tea and you're thinking I don't want to make my husband, my wife, a cup of tea. <laughs> yeah. Actually, if I make a cup of tea, I'm scared I'm going to throw it at them. You know. Like, so, but it's about making this cup of tea and serving them yeah. and loving, 
even though you don't want to love. And this this is again the same with Jesus. Uh, sometimes, God, I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed yeah. that uh, with all the abuse, with all the things that are going on in the church, mm-hmm. but yet. I'm still going to remain faithful. Yeah. I'm still going to love you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think waiting can be the biggest threat. And maybe Timothy was in this sort of safe zone of, oh, I'll just wait a little longer. You know, and in those instances, like for you, Father, like in the Uber, you could have just waited. You could have really given a short sentence. And I think waiting. I wanted to. Waiting. <laughs> and that's, and that's the to. thing. Like it's not this Disney moment of like, look at me, I was in an Uber and it just mm. happened. No, like mm. you don't want to and then you got to choose. Yes. Like, but if you stay waiting, I think that's the biggest threat to becoming passive of another opportunity passes you by, another opportunity passes you by. It's not fanning anything into flame. Yes. And, and you're going to retreat you're going to turn inward. And I suppose Timothy's cowardice was probably turning him inward. Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, there's my belly button, (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. So the fanning into flame is definitely what keeps you alive and and moving. And and the more you act, the more you you see the fruit of God working and the Holy Spirit working in other people's lives. You're like, I want to do it again. Yes. And, uh, yeah, and and, uh, this, uh, that's where we grow in boldness as well, when we, we know to love God and the church in spite of her brokenness, in spite of her weakness. And we're not afraid of Christ because Christ is our life. You see, and this is sometimes we deny Christ simply because we're a fan of Christ. I don't want to be a fan of Christ. I want him to be my Lord. Mm -hmm. I want to be a subject of of Christ. And when you're a fan of something, there's another thing that can be a fan. Or when you're around people who are not fans, you tend not to bring it up. But if Jesus is the Lord of your life, there's no box. Like I speak about Jesus when I'm with my parishioners or with my friends or with my, my Catholic friends, but and then I keep my mouth shut everywhere else. And that's, that's a real struggle always. Like uh, I, if, you, if you categorize and you just box Jesus and only talking about him in certain ways, then maybe, maybe, maybe not. Maybe you're still just a fan and that's okay. <laughs> We're patient. Mm. God is patient. There you go. There yeah. you go. It's a very good segue into our reality check. <laughs> okay. Um, but before we do that, we might have a little word from our sponsors. This production would not be possible without the support of our FRG ministry partners and donors. Your ongoing support ensures that our online masses, online courses, podcasts, TV programs, school, youth and parish outreaches continue to reach millions of people across the world. Please prayerfully consider giving a one-off donation or becoming an ongoing ministry partner and join us in our mission to share the love of Jesus and his message of hope to the ends of the earth. Find out more at frgministry.com slash donate. I feel like we've had such a great segue into this topic. Um, this week we're going to talk about Catholic and embarrassed, question mark. Mm. Um, has, has there ever been a time where we've kind of felt embarrassed to kind of share our faith? And it's funny, in the first episode of this season, Justine, I think you said that this podcast challenges us personally each and every time. And as you were saying that, I just couldn't help but think of so many moments in my life where not so many moments I, I do enjoy a trip to the hairdresser and I do <laughs> make um, friends with them quite quickly how often do you go to the hairdresser once a week once a week once a year <laughs> <laughs> once a year. I go no I go every three weeks mm. for a haircut 
Yeah, I want to be presentable. Sorry, yeah, Jane, okay. I, we digress. <laughs> <laughs> I actually become really good friends with those who do my hair. Um, but then sometimes if I go somewhere else, like, or I'm doing my nails or whatever it is, and I'm like you, Father, I don't like talking. Yeah, it's like... Like, <laughs> it's my break time. Like, don't talk to me. And if any of my beauty people are listening, I love you guys. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, but sometimes people say, so what do you do with yourself? And I have this moment where I'm just like, oh, here we go. Like, mm-hmm. do I do I share it or do I not yeah. share it? And then I'm just kind of say, oh, I'm a singer. But then that opens up lots of questions and... Um, but it's very challenging what you said before. Like, if I was super convicted of my faith, I wouldn't have a problem sharing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe we can talk a little bit about why Why do we sometimes feel embarrassed yeah. to share our faith? And I think there's a few reasons. I think we lack confidence. We feel like we're not going to say the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we acknowledge um, our church isn't perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess by means of association, even with like being associated with Paul and and, like Timothy was scared. It's kind of normal to feel these feelings. Um, But again, yeah, maybe some, you can elaborate on some other reasons why we feel embarrassed. I think rejection is always just at the core of who we are as humans. We want to be accepted. So you're afraid to to speak about it because they might, you know, um, they might reject you. Or maybe you, you think that they're going to pin the church stuff on you. Mm. So that you are all the bad stuff of the church because you are Catholic or you are Christian. And, and that's a really heavy and scary thing to, to be associated with. And maybe you're embarrassed because you yourself perhaps um, have stuffed up. And that's a source of embarrassment for you. Maybe you're just deep in sin and you're kind of like, oh, I just, I'm not worthy of being associated. Maybe that's why you're embarrassed sometimes to say that you're a Christian because you feel like you lack integrity. There's lots of different reasons. And also the press, you know, like, f- for example, when I uh, even just, I, I, it's, it happened to me quite w- one time actually when I was in Rome and another time in Melbourne. Once when I was in Melbourne, I was walking, I'm wearing my collar. And this guy just stopped in front of me. He just stopped. And I went to the side and he stopped again in front of me. And then he just spat on my shoes and just walked wow. around me. And and so it's like, it's intimidating. Once I was also on, I was sitting down and a guy from a bus as well um, sort of stuck out his middle finger and started shouting at me and mm. uh, saying horrible things. And you just... So it gets like there's this sense of of shame, even like even for me to wear my collar, you know, I'm, I I do get scared sometimes, especially on on a, on a plane or on a tram, because I don't know when I'm in a confined space. Now maybe in America, you know, I walked through with my collar through um, through Muscle Beach in in um, California, Venice Beach. And you cannot imagine how much praise I got. People <laughs> were coming up to me from everywhere and saying, hey, I was a, are you a Catholic? And they were just talking to me. So it is so different in Australia. In yeah. Australia, it, it's, it's the opposite. You mm-hmm. know, like people walk on the opposite side of the street. Even sitting on a plane one time, I was having this conversation. I wasn't wearing my collar this time, but I had this conversation. And, and the, in, in the middle of the conversation, I told the woman, hey, she said, what do you do? I said, I'm a Catholic priest. And all of a sudden, she went quiet. She went quiet. We had been talking for 10 minutes by this point. Wow. And we took off. We taxied. We took off. And she rings the bell. And she tells the air stewardess, hey, um, I'd like to move my seat. Um, wow. And uh, she whispered into the air stewardess's ear. And the air stewardess sort of agreed and like was very supportive of her. And yeah. yeah, and so she got up and changed her seat. And I'm thinking, ah, okay, fair enough. But uh, I, I, I wouldn't consider that persecution. But it's just like, in a sense, it really, it, 
it made me scared. Yeah, to, I'd be terrified. Yeah, I'd be just my stomach's churning inside of myself for you right now. Like yeah, <laughs> mm. but you just uh, so there are reasons for us to be scared sometimes. But at the same time, did it slow me down? Maybe yes, mm-hmm. but is it going to slow me down o- o- as a whole? No, because you see, at the end of the day, it's not about me having the courage to speak, but it's I'm in love. I want to talk about the one I love. Yeah. It's as simple as that. If you if you if you're truly in love, if Jesus is the Lord of your life. You don't. It's it's in a sense not an effort when when the opportunity arises. And I always pray, God, give me the opportunity to speak about you. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I have prayed that a thousand times, and I promise you this: that not once, when I've prayed that prayer, has the opportunity. I'm using a double negative. Not arisen. Mm-hmm. So it has hundred worked a hundred percent of the time. Yeah. Yeah. I think also just as a, a way of overcoming if you're someone who, like us at times, perhaps has struggled with embarrassment, um, just like confidence and not arrogance. Mm-hmm. So confidence is key to just really that idea of not just being a fan, but remembering why. Like go back to that why, that first love, um, and being confident in that. You know, and even in the response that you give, I think I've, I may have mentioned this in, in the previous um podcast but just being convinced when you say it because otherwise what kind of god do you believe in if you're kind of like so um, yeah but like mm, making all these sort of um you know little asterisks disclaimers after everything you say no just just be confident and and that'll speak um but also i think what's really important to build you up in faith is also just surrounding yourself with people of faith who become home for you people who you can recharge your battery with um you know because going out into the world is different and it's not always different and there's not always opposition but at times there is and so coming back to those people who who accept you and where it is safe to talk about it kind of fills you up to go back out again and i think as father rob was um saying changing your prayers like asking God to give you opportunities to um, share the faith or just to love in the name of Jesus because we don't have to go around preaching, Bible bashing. That's not the opposite of being embarrassed is not to go out and Bible bash, but to go and be bold in the way that you love differently and generously. Gosh, I feel like you're saying all these things and all these thoughts are popping into my head, so I'm going to try and do Tell this. us your thoughts. <laughs> my thoughts. <laughs> From your first or second brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Having those friends around you is so important. Um, And I am very blessed with some wonderful friends who are just so unashamed of their faith. And that really inspires me. I think sometimes if I've ever felt scared of something, like I'll message and I'll say, girls, I don't know if I should do this. And they're like, are you trying to please God or are you trying to please man? Like, (laughs) you go for it. Like, go. Love it, love it, love Um, it. And the three of us were actually, it's so funny, this podcast recording is so timely. We were um, having lunch together yesterday and... We generally catch up in in the home, but yesterday we went out and we said grace before we ate, um, and we do the whole the quick little zip so no one sees you. But then <laughs> That's this the woman, sign of the cross. this woman, um, oh, for those who aren't, you can't see the camera. Yes, um, this woman came up to us and she said, um, "Ladies, it's really nice to see people praying in public." Oh, nice. um, and again, like just don't underestimate the power of of your witness as well. Mm-hmm. Like those moments where I have kind of spoken a little bit about what I do when I'm at the hairdresser I find they generally like are intrigued they want to ask questions yeah. and mm-hmm. it it does spark more and more conversation and I think you also said before Justine um, we're not saying to shout it from the rooftops like find your way that works for yes. you like for me I, I always like to wear religious jewelry um, that kind of looks like secular jewelry but is 
religious and that always kind of sparks conversation mm. for me whenever I'm out and about. I'll get some FRG ministry merch yeah. as well. <laughs> Love it. Uh, we always leave them a bit obscure so people will ask. This is why we say where where our faith. But again, the church is not perfect. The church is not perfect. The church is struggling the militant church is walking towards jesus is uh, the analogy i love is like of, of jesus the the groom waiting for the bride and the bride is there walking up the aisle and the lights are switched on and all of a sudden the groom realizes that the bride's dress is all muddy and dirty and stained and not only that as she's walking up the aisle she's flirting with people on in the pews uh, but the groom waits the groom mm -hmm. waits the groom is still proud of his church still proud of us and still loves us is patient with us but also it comes with a, a demand as well here matthew 10 33 if you deny me i will deny you before my father which is very painful mm -hmm. which is but it is very clear that we should not sort of give in to the fear that we have of standing up for what we believe in because again we need to grow in boldness and we need to make jesus the lord of our life and if we're in love then even though we're not claiming when we claim the church, when we talk about the church, I'm not talking about Jesus, when we talk about the church, which is the body of Christ, uh, we're not claiming that it is perfect, that it is without mess, because it, it, you and I are messed up, we're all, we all are, mm -hmm. and we're part of the church. <laughs> Welcome to the club. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but the thing is, we're pointing to the one, yeah. at the end of the day, we point to Jesus, we proclaim Jesus, we glorify Jesus. Well, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the Catholic Influencers Podcast. Um, we would love it if you would keep in touch with us on social media and all the online platforms. You can find all of those links at frgministry.com forward slash podcast. We are on Instagram. We are on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on YouTube. Find all of those links at our website um, and stay tuned for the next episode. The three of us will be, will be back um, talking all things and we're, we're going to continue journeying yes, that's <laughs> what we're for, do. for the Sunday <laughs> readings. <laughs> my, my two brains are not working. <laughs> <laughs> well, see you next see time. See you next time. Bye.